You're listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, episode number 93. Does what you say really get heard? Find out how to speak so people will listen in today's episode, Communication for Dummies, part one. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters. Each week, I bring you inspiring messages to help you create the life you're meant to lead. Buckle up, buttercups. Welcome to today's show, where we are going to dive into communication, like 101 basic stuff for how you can speak so people will listen. Today, we're going to talk about kind of the what happens when you talk and other people hear something different. You remember the old telephone game where one person says something, whispers it into another person's ear, and then that person whispers it into someone else's ear, and it goes all the way around in a circle. It gets back to you, and you're trying to figure out if what you have said is coming back to you. And this is the trick, isn't it? So sometimes what we say is not what people hear. And today we're gonna talk a little bit more about how you can get people to listen to you. And I don't mean this in a manipulative way, like we don't wanna force listening, which we really can't do anyway, but it's more about really getting your message across in a clear way and being authentic about the way that you communicate. So a couple points I wanna make about clear communication. The first one is that communication is a two-way street. So obviously, right? So what you say is one part of that communication exchange and then what people hear is the other part. So sometimes communication can seem like, you know, you're driving down the wrong side of a one-way street because maybe people are not hearing you or not hearing the message that you are sending. So again, how do we make that clearer? Another thing I wanna point out is that when emotions are involved in what we are communicating, it's often more challenging because what we're saying is clouded by our own emotions and then what people hear is clouded by their emotions. So we have to keep that in mind. So I'm gonna give some tips on clear communication that can kind of help deal with some of those high intense emotions that we can feel as we're communicating. And again, what you say is not necessarily what other people hear. And I cannot stress this enough because we think we're being clear and yet other people may take it in a different way. And there's nothing wrong with having different perspectives about what you say. However, you need to be aware that what you say is not necessarily the same thing as what someone's gonna hear. They're gonna have, they're gonna be listening with their own filter, which is clouded by their own experiences and their own perspective, things that they've been through, what they're currently experiencing. So be mindful of that and We're gonna talk about some tricks to make that a little less painful on both sides of that communication exchange. So here is tip number one for how to speak so people will listen. The first is to be really clear about what emotions are stirring up inside of you. Like I said, 
when we communicate, sometimes it gets clouded by our own emotions. And if we are feeling a very intense or strong emotion, we need to be aware of that because it can taint or shift the way we say things or how we say things. So first, be clear in what emotion is going on in you. Pinpoint if it's fear or anxiety or frustration or disappointment or sadness or pain. It could be any one of those things. It could be even something on the more positive side of the emotions. It could be uh, happiness. It could be uh, joy or hopefulness or a myriad of other things. So just be clear about what you are feeling. Because when you are in touch with how you're feeling, you're going to be better able to communicate that to somebody else. Tip number two is to take responsibility for your own thoughts and feelings. One thing I noticed that really, really gets in the way of clear communication is when we are putting our own experiences onto someone else. So we're might, we might be feeling a certain way and then we're assuming someone else is feeling either the same way or a different way. So typically <laughs> what I see is that we might be in a real high intense emotional state and someone that we're talking to seems, not, not necessarily that they are, but they seem like they are not emotional or kind of cut off or apathetic and, and like I said, it seems that way. So it might seem that way to us, which then what? It can raise the level of intensity that we're feeling with our own emotion. And then that can, again, affect how we're communicating. It can affect how loudly we say what we're going to say. It can affect the words that we use and can affect our posture, like our body posture, like we might come in really close to somebody if we're feeling that high level of intensity and then the other person's like backing off going, whoa, what's going on here? So you want to be very clear. Um, you want to take responsibility for your own thoughts and feelings. So when, we, when I talk about that is understanding that just because you feel a certain way or are thinking a certain way doesn't mean that the other person is feeling those same things or is feeling the exact opposite of those things. So we wanna make sure that we're taking responsibility for how we feel and not assigning feelings or assigning thoughts to someone else. I hope that makes sense because this is really, really key when we're talking about clear communication is not allowing our emotions to cloud how we communicate and this can be so tricky so again the first thing is to identify what emotions you're having and the second thing is to take responsibility for your own thoughts and emotions and then the third thing the third way that's going to really help you be clear in your communication so that people are going to listen to you is to minimize the judgment by using and avoiding specific words for example, you may have heard the term I statement. So an I statement is how you phrase something and you use the word I. You want, again, and this is how you take responsibility too for your thoughts and feelings is I feel blank when 
blank. So an example would be, I feel sad when you walk away when I'm talking to you. So that is letting someone know how you're feeling. So it's taking responsibility for your feeling. And it's also letting them know what it is that they did that brought you to feel the way you did. Not that you are blaming them, but you're letting them know this is an example of something that made me sad. And I, I use the word made me and, and trust me, I, I usually don't like to use the word made me or make me feel because again, that's not taking responsibility. But there's just a little example because I know we all use that in our language. Another statement that you can use is I wonder and I love the I wonder statement. So I wonder what is happening. I wonder how you're feeling. I wonder what you're thinking about this. And of course, you don't want to like, you know, go bang, 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 bang with all of those questions right in a row. But the I wonder, it kind of takes off this, you know, in your face kind of an attitude when you're in maybe a high intense situation. So you want to say something like, I wonder, it could be something else. You might have another phrase that you use that kind of help. It helps to fuse a little bit of the intensity is, is just letting, you know, I wonder what is going on here. I wonder what if this were happening or what if this is your experience. So being really clear about that. The other thing is to avoid certain words and statements. So, and, and I kind of used it uh, wrongly and it actually it was a good example, right? It was a good example. So it was said something like make you or made you feel. So that's actually one thing to avoid is you don't want to talk to someone and say, you made me feel sad. No, that's why we say we, because what that does is that puts blame. And when people are feeling blamed for something, what do they do? They get on the defense, right? They're, all their energy goes to defending their position or why they're not the bad guy. So what you want to do, again, is do I feel, your, your, your I statement, I feel sad when this happens rather than you made me feel sad because you walked out of the room. So that is an important one. Another, uh, a couple words to avoid. Uh, I see this happen a lot when people are in heated discussions are the words always and never. These are polarizing words. When you say you always walk out of the room, right? Or you never listen to me. Those are really, really big statements. They are generalizations and it's not always true. So anytime you say a big, big generalized statement like that, there's always going to be, I see I'm using the word, there's always going to be evidence to support that it's not always true. Okay, so someone doesn't always walk out of the room, do they? No, they don't. And they don't always never listen. Oh, did I say that right? <laughs> or you never listen. Well, sometimes they do. So that's not a true statement. That's what I'm trying to say. So those are some really great tips for your communication to help you be more clear in how you communicate to people so that they are more willing to listen to what you have to say, especially in highly emotional or intense 
situations. So enjoy those tips and go out and speak so people will listen. Thanks for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. If you've been inspired, please share the podcast with your friends. You can find us on iTunes or at creelin.com. K-R-Y-L-Y-N.com. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my stretching.